everybody, check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listing platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. The Frankie Files. If you would like information on cults in the news, please join my new Substack, frankietees.substack.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of The Frankie Files. Well, it's time to get back into mind control, guys. Each first Tuesday, I get into digging into how propaganda or fear keep us in line as human beings. Regarding cults, those of us who've been in religious cults or another type of high-demand group know the deal. First rule about Fight Club and all other rules, too, is don't talk about Fight Club. As author and sociologist Dr. John Jalalik states in her book, Bounded Choice, Cults are self-sealing, meaning that once you're recruited in, the group around you seals like a Tupperware container. It's then contained and so are you. Fall in line or pay the price. But one of the largest problems in any of these types of groups is there's never an exit plan. Why? Because sort of like the mob, the church or cult does not want anyone to leave. They want to recruit resources for keep. Sad because they often divide families and marriages as a matter of course to get the asset they want. Whether they are pretty or wealthy or good donators of time, people are a resource to a church or religious cult, or even political cults, and I do include Democrats in cults, who often promise the world and deliver nothing. Unlike some cult experts, I do not believe only the Republicans are showing signs of cult behavior. As the recent Supreme Court behavior demonstrates, politics can be very cultish. As Dr. Lalish says, they are self-sealing groups and there are things owed to the leaders of any cult all the time. When a person leaves a cult, they've been threatened to not do so for years. In my case, the apocalyptic threats were constant for years. When I left, after years of selfless servitude and separation from all my family and friends, nothing was given to me to leave with. No clothing, money... I was unpaid, and not any help in making a smooth transition in my life. Huh, of course not. I believe this is a little-known fact to people who've never experienced this. Let me explain. If you have the bad fortune, or when you're a kid, your family has had the bad fortune to be sucked into a cult, you have no idea at the time they play for keeps. You may be thinking, oh, this sounds great. The togetherness the teachings to improve yourself, the services are uplifting and beautiful. This is a safe place to take my family, and they believe the things I believe. Those, however, are all lies. Like any trick, you keep your eye on the birdie over here, and something is happening over there. Things you didn't sign up for. Things you never would sign up for. The self-sealing group then continually ups its demands in just noticeable differences, and pretty soon, you've given up everything 
and it's your job to get out alive. It's known that you will leave penniless at the point that you realize you've been tricked. But it is indeed a trick that can be played on anyone, not just stupid people. We all have an inherent desire to believe, to believe in a purpose in life, in a path that we are supposed to take, in a divining direction or life, a life with some sort of meaning. It's hard to just accept the fact that the universe is completely random, that coincidences probably have zero meaning and that you can read anything into anything. Because by doing so, you'd have to accept that you have no control. Nobody likes that. And cults take full advantage of this weakness in us humans. But why do you hear so very little from these ridiculously demanding groups until they've gotten won over on so many people? Because they have tactics that they use to keep members who leave from saying anything. And I mean anything. It's not just that they are avoiding civil or other lawsuits. It's also that they desire to control the narrative completely. This is the cult's specialty. I know some of you listening are saying, that's totalist. That's fascist. That's communist. Yes. Now you're barely beginning to understand the atmosphere we were conditioned into. At the point that you accept the teachings, people, environment, volunteer demands, and financial demands, then comes a continuous slew of demands you did not expect. Depending upon how deep into the inner circle you get, the demands are of your soul. And also many times the demands are sexual too. So they have a deep cover of altruism to hide behind and self-improvement or religion. They often hide under a cover of contribution to the local community where they are too, to fit their image. But it's all a con. It's just a very elaborate con. I know that's hard to hear for some. I'm sorry. Reality bites, doesn't it? Now, I have to get into the fact that these groups, remember, I mean churches, outright cults, high-demand groups, sororities, etc., want lifelong members. And they want silence from those who leave the group. That's not something you can even question. Secrecy is the most important value you take in this type of group. Silence is expected forever, no matter what you went through. And I, like many cult kids, Honored that silence until very recently. Speaking out has already had its cost on me, and I've barely gotten started. That's okay. I'm committed to doing it. I know that this silence has been honored by thousands of people in the church I was in. Because there have been no interviews or tell-all books about all the crap that I know happened in Morningland Church, now called the Monastery in Long Beach, California, let alone the stuff I do not know about that happened before I got there or after I left. Now, generally, let's get into the tactics used to guarantee the silence of an attempted whistleblower. And even if they're not speaking out, they're not too different from any corporation or politician or large family that dominates an area. Intimidation, threats, actual property destruction, slander, defamation, theft, rape, and on and on and on. Criminal behavior. These truly are wars we got into unintentionally. These are wars and you know what they say. All is fair in love and war. Speaking of fair, 
Let's start with a high-profile example of tactics used by established religions to shut members up for the rest of their life after they leave. Scientology. If I say the name out loud, will I explode? If I say it three times, what happens? Just kidding. The written and no publicly known policy, known as Fair Game, even has a podcast dedicated to it. From Scientologists' website, where they claim they are taking a stand, here is L. Ron Hubbard, the deceased creator of the Fair Game policy in Scientology, describing what it means. Quote, if a group member rejects the group, he rejects everything about the group and no further question about that. Certainly, there is no question in his or her mind of salvaging or helping the group. Why should the group then seek to extend its protection over him unless it wants to defy its first right, that of survival? So in Scientology, anyone who rejects Scientology also rejects knowingly or unknowingly the protection and benefits of Scientology and the companionship of Scientologists. End quote. Mike Rinder, co-host of Fair Game Podcast and Leah Remini's co-host on Aftermath, has a blog. From Mike Rinder's blog, Scientology Fair Game SP Order, and SP stands for Suppressive Person. Fair Game may be deprived of property or injured by any means by any Scientologist without any discipline of the Scientologist. The suppressive person may be tricked, sued, lied to, or destroyed. They have taken a social media with these Twitter accounts. It is reported over 70 million fake Twitter accounts have been deleted since May in Twitter's crackdown. Mike Render continues, You see, the purpose of Fair Game is to bully, intimidate, and ultimately destroy anyone who is speaking out against Scientology. They would love it if, from the many years of Fair Gaming, I would just commit suicide or die from a car accident or illness. Scientology does not believe their enemies deserve to live. They believe, because this is taught to them in Scientology, that we, those who expose Scientology's abuses, are the truest evil in the world. And if we don't exist, the world would be a much better place. End quote. Going to private investigators to get dirt via surveillance is not something that cults shy away from. After all, they're protecting their existence and all their secrets. It's a way of life for cults and those who choose to leave, even if they do not speak out right away or considered liabilities. How many of us get followed, compromised, set up, just because we saw and know things? A lot. Though I don't have a statistic for you, because that stuff is unreportable. Stalking is almost completely legal in America. A whistleblower speaks out, and they go to work. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com The cult has everything in place on each member to destroy their standing in society. They already collected it as a matter of course. It's exactly the same as I said earlier in corporations and the government. They refuse to let compromising info get out and will do anything to make sure of that. You wonder why cults go on and on and on? 
This is why. They ain't kidding about the vow of silence. Blackmail, slander, private detectives, and current members become the army to demand compliance. An ex-group member must be prepared to be penniless and to be slandered into oblivion. This is why it's hard for ex-members to have a life. They suffer in silence. Successful businesses or standing in the community are attacked. The group they left will not allow success. It gives an ex-member too much value. The group I left has never paid for what they did to me, my family, or others. But they are publicly listed as valued at $5 million. And of course, being a church, they pay no taxes. But I can prove that my family have been bothered. Let me tell you some details. When my mom was kicked out of the cult and not allowed to see her daughters who were sectioned off, we were told to gather some things to stay over in the compound. And later that night, she was kicked out, never letting her say goodbye to us. So her kids were manipulated to avoid her, shun her, while she sustained unbearable emotional separation the moment we turned 18. We'd been there since age 8 and highly conditioned by the master. So my mother then got followed, yelled at, humiliated near the church which she lived next door to. She also would sit in her car in front of the place trying to glimpse us and say hello, just see if we're okay. For that, when they saw her on the security cams on the outside curb in her car, they came in a group, surrounded her car, rocked it back and forth, screaming things at her. She even recorded one of these events and still has it. Tell me how this should be happening. This mother lost two daughters to the cult for years. A lot of people are fooled by the cover of austerity, philanthropy, and religion. But often you're dealing with criminal thug behavior from these cults. It's astounding, and they get away with it. Religion is a great place for criminals to hide, it turns out. They retained any mail to us where we lived with them illegally and refused calls or attempts to see us. This went on for four years straight, and before the official separation, they manipulate us into separate areas since age 12. They even encouraged us, demanded us to drop out of school, missing two of high school years. Very bold. My mom was followed, headlighted by bright lights by police in Long Beach, who knows what the church concocted to get them to do that? They literally have no issue in lying about ex-members. They feel they'll never get caught. Maybe they're right. I know she never does anything illegal, so when I found this out, I just found it so cruel. Years after she left, my sister, who still remained in Long Beach, was followed to her musical events, and members of the church sat in the front row in intimidation. It happened multiple times, letting her know we know where you are, what you're doing, and when you're doing it. The crime? My sister had left the group. Being someone that was enslaved and being separated from her family, she saw what the church did to thousands of people over 12 years. People, society, need to realize that cults trap people into very damning situations. 
Cults and religions are a trap. This is how they keep operating, barely skirting the law. They threaten, intimidate, and slander people in massive campaigns for life. We are outnumbered by them. I wonder how many cults work together on this. Much of the stalking is by proxy and done by faces we do not know. Many are contactless, such as cyberstalking or car accidents or slander to new jobs. Even going so far as to tell neighbors that the ex-member is a sex offender when they're usually the victims of sexual abuse. Who do they talk to? Anyone the whistleblower or ex-member knows. Anyone they do business with. They go behind the ex-member's back and tell us of any wild, outlandish, yet scary things that would make anyone blush and want to not only break contact with the ex-member, but perhaps tell others to do so as well. That's a trick. You really have to understand how they work. They make false police reports or calls using the ex-member's driver's license, car plate, or home address. They may follow in and tell business owners not to allow their patronization in places they've been attending for a while and prevent jobs from hiring. They will do anything to ruin lives of ex-members. So where's the religious freedom? If you cannot say no once you go to a church and get seriously involved, where's the freedom from religion in the United States. The member was trapped and unknowingly, just by encountering them, a life is ruined. This is happening right now to millions of people who simply said, I've had enough. I do not believe in this. I'm leaving. That should be allowed. The group, though, is predatory, and the public simply does not believe that. Cults and dangerous groups often use the same exit strategy. The info you gave up during forced confessions is now fodder for blackmail. Just a quick list of their tactics from what I have seen in documentaries, readings, or experienced personally. They slander the ex-member as a sexual deviant or child molester when they are no such thing. They tell people the ex-member is crazy, delusional, dangerously mentally ill when they are not. They accuse the ex-member of stealing anything they can sell. They will tell strangers a whole series of lies to ruin the ex-member's life. So those are the top ones I've seen repeated over and over and over, and that could be for the rest of the person's life. Let me tell you about some that I've seen online recently, personally. A person I see online in cults forums a lot speaks out against a particular cult they've encountered but not been a member of. For this story, I'm going to leave the person nameless and the cult nameless. Though their identity is not verifiable online, such as I've never seen a license, etc., they usually go by the same handle on multiple forums. They speak about recruitment techniques and divulge to people that there's a problem ahead, such as money loss if people allow recruitment. Then they try to prevent the abuses. It has been bothered by the cult they are speaking against incessantly. They make it known publicly that the cult has put some sort of legal police action on them, such as restraining order, and they also told us they're trying to say that posting info to inform the public is illegal. Okay, the person makes announcements in various forums, then that the charges were dropped, etc. Then I saw a post in my own group that I run on Reddit for this show, Frankie Files Podcast. 
It's brand new. There isn't a lot of activity yet. Mostly people who want to click the link each Tuesday for the show. So I'm the moderator. This cult went on my discussion forum and slandered that whistleblower that they saw me talking to. They put up two paragraphs, which included the so-called real name of the anonymous handle, who's been divulging recruitment techniques of the cult, which are underhanded. I'm not naming any names, again. The paragraph from the cult attempting to slander the whistleblower even had a link to a website they created about this person. That's the lengths they're going to, because they couldn't get it done legally, so they're just slandering. The website has a bunch of so-called police activity, mostly accusing them of stalking, and they are mentally deranged. But see, I had already got the story from the whistleblower. The whistleblower made a statement they're being treated for PTSD related to trying to speak out against this cult. So the cult messed up. I knew it was just made up slander to exaggerate what was actually going on. I also know firsthand of the types of nasty behavior cults do. So I was able to immediately remove the post before it could be spread. And this demonstrates to you who've never encountered it, first-hand account of the slander and defamation that they will willingly participate in and initiate to me, a total stranger to this situation. They might have followed my post and seen that I've interacted with this person seldomly. This should be a great example to you non-believers, the lengths these cults go to to destroy a person who is trying to spread knowledge about their tactics. They will do this to anyone who interrupts their grift, their scam, their absolute evil schemes to continue prospering wrongly. Things like this, messages from strangers start something like, just so you know, so-and-so is not the person that you think they are. And then it launches into how they're scary and bad and you should not interact with them. It's a, it's a form letter. I was told there's such a website like this about me. You're listening to The Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com. When I first started talking about this in Long Beach, and when I first moved back to Long Beach in 2014-15, but no one has gone to the trouble to tell me the address, it's astounding the threat that one individual can pose to a group. It really shows you what a precarious position the cult is in, not the one whistleblower. It's the whistleblower that truly has the power in this dynamic. Let's get it straight. Partly just because they see through the scam the group truly is. It's shocking, embarrassing, and humiliating that someone I was chatting with might be crazy. The cult put their real face, as far as I know, and their real name, not their handle, and a bunch of who knows if it's true info. I imagined if I had not been warned by the person themselves of what they were doing to shut them up, that I might have believed this crap. And that is today's point. The point is, if you hear someone being slandered and talked about in a very severe way, and you find out that they're an ex-cult member or even an ex-employee, take a pause. 
even if you don't know that and a neighbor, coworker, or friend is slandered, take a pause. By repeating it, you might be repeating and participating in the destruction of a person who doesn't deserve it. You have no idea what's going on in their life. Society is often way too quick to believe in these lies. Lies spread fast, and that's because people spread them. One thing you and I and every human can do to slow this destruction of a person down is consider the source. Someone who's been brave enough to try to be a David to a Goliath needs some respect from their fellow humans. Recently, I saw another story so similar unfold in the news and then on chat forums. I will name the cult in this story. Lighthouse International Group had a story about them in the Daily Mail in the UK about fleecing members who seek life counseling for all they had. While the leader of the group doing the fleecing boasts about lavish homes and yachts, you can internet search these articles. So Lighthouse International Group has an ex-member chat online that I was exposed to. I did an article repeating some of the talking points of the Daily Mail article, and then some of the people in the Survivor Forum contacted me in chat. They said that families were threatened, jobs were threatened, such as one school teacher was told the leader would call and get them fired if they said anything more about Lighthouse International Group's practices. The teacher was told that their administration would be given a call and they'd lose their job. A cult go-to favorite means of slander, an amazing intimidation tactic. As the mess unfolded in the UK rag, one of the sessions of an ex-member who had actually fled the UK to another country to get away from LIG, had her personal meeting with the leader, said to be helping her with childhood rape trauma, exposed. The man who runs this group, Lighthouse International Group, Paul Waugh, actually published on their channels personal information of her sex abuse as a child because she was speaking out against the group, hitting a new public low for treatment of ex-members. And another in the Scientology documentary Aftermath was revealed. A man who had a million-dollar invention. He gave ex-Scientology member Mike Rinder a job. Mike Rinder, of course, mentioned in this podcast earlier from quotes on his blog, is co-host of Fair Game podcast with Leia Remini. The man who gave Rinder a job after he departed the church was destroyed financially just for the association. Every meeting he was having for business involved Scientologists or their allies appearing and slandering him, saying things like, quote, do you know you're doing business with a drug addict? They would ask his p potential investors, quote, do you know this guy is a pedophile? Quote, another time. And on and on. It has gone on for years, and he's now unable to do business. That is the type of all-inclusive attacks the cults use. If you're not familiar with these tactics previously, I do hope this podcast today sheds a light on how they happen and how routine it is for them to treat people who choose to leave the group like villains and threats. Let me ask you this critical question. If just leaving a cult or high-demand group is a threat, how sustainable is it what that group is doing? Not very sustainable, is it? 
I'd say you had a bad plan from the jump. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share the podcast with a friend. If you can donate, please see FrankieFilesPodcast.com support. Until next time, I'll be launching the use of a new hashtag, Occupy Cults. Occupy Cults certainly speaks for itself. It's time that we get the word out about the damage these cults do financially, emotionally, psychologically, sexually, generationally. And that's part of what prompted me to begin speaking out. The hashtag Occupy Cults should be placed on anything you want the awareness raised on. I notified the press my list that I use, and I hope that it will help them find stories to raise the awareness and to disseminate this information even more widely than it is now. So check out the hashtag Occupy Cults. Wear it on a t-shirt. Chalk it on the neighborhood. Get the word out. Occupy Cults means just that. Pay attention to what's going on. Those survivors who are trying to speak out need your support. It's extremely difficult for us. So thanks for listening and uh, check out Occupy Cults, the hashtag. If you're feeling down and no one's there to actually talk to, there is someone to talk to. Call the suicide prevention hotline anytime. This will pass. Please know that many of us have survived these thoughts. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, day or night. There's a friendly person there that can remind you to value the life you have and that this too shall pass. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800 273 8255-800-273-8255 or search online National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The Frankie Files.